it is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that it's... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much your take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the kid. I had to take off my shoes So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? I was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? Yeah, I, I believe that I am. I believe that I am ready for the weekend. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, where if you missed Albert Wooden yesterday in the 9 o'clock hour on the program, you're going to want to check that out. That's available in the podcast at WRQK.com. Albert is the president of Save 22, which is a uh, veterans group out to raise the awareness over the fact that 22 veterans a day take their lives via suicide. Uh, I found that interview yesterday to be very informative. Uh, I learned a lot of things. We made a new buddy, which is always good. And um, we're going to be working closely with Save22 uh, for a f- few future events down the line. That um, that interview yesterday felt like such a big part of my day and like continued to be a part of my thought process after I left the show and just, you know, kind of was like an all-consuming thing. Yeah, it was hard to like let it go. And it's just crazy to me. There's some people who only listen to this show right now, 6 a.m. when they're driving into work, don't have an opportunity to listen again. You guys missed out on that. Or to me, it was just like, oh my God, man. That, like, yeah, it was it good. Just, it just took over like everything for me yesterday. So I don't know how Munch is going to stack up today. <laughs> 7 o'clock, we'll put the Munch man on. I don't know how he stacks up. I don't I don't think he does. Probably getting harder and harder for Munch to breathe over there. I don't know. <laughs> I um I uh I got an email. I think you got it as well. I think we were both on it from a dude who in the past had kind of like taken a, you know, a little, a little like point of contention with us, I guess. And he was just like, "Man, that interview yesterday kind of turned me around." And he Oh, I didn't of, read that. He kind of went into some stuff and um like there was a part of it I was reading it and you know, he's a veteran and there was a part of it, man. I got a little like teary eyed. I got a little emotional of like, "Man, Oh, dude, I didn't like, read that one. I will I'll make sure to forward I'll forward it over to you. And Nah, like, dude, the guy hated us. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? Stay gone. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. What, you liked 15 minutes worth of radio? Now I'm a good dude? No, you keep your punk ass out. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no front running. No. No, there's no. no. Okay, all bandwagon right. all you want. All right, want. come on back. We need you. A band, on, bandwagon baby. all you want. How are you today, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's Friday. Pretty excited about that. Um, mostly because I got a lot of stuff going on today. From two to four, I will be at oh, the. Oh yeah. Uh, I will be at the new Raising Canes, and you know, I might do the, the only Raising Canes around. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like Canton was really blessed in this, in the sense of like you know, there's nowhere else you can go in a close radius. Oh, to I this. thought you were gonna be like, yeah, there's nowhere to eat here. <laughs> well, no, but there's, there's no other Raising Canes. No, that I is. Mean, 
there's you know there's a million restaurants, but there's only one restaurant that just serves chicken tenders, crinkle cut fries, coleslaw, and Texas toast. That's raising canes, man. Oh, dude, wait till you get that toast. I'm I'm hype about it, dude. I really am. Like, and some people are like, dude, you're this excited about chicken, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm this excited about chicken. Uh, so two to four. Like uh, a show and <laughs> Come get yourself something to eat. It's gonna be great. And then after that, I will be departing directly after that and making my way down to the Canton Civic Center as the uh, as the charge look to stomp the Mad Ants tonight. First two thousand people in attendance will be getting hooked up with a uh, Canton Charge T-shirt and uh, you know hopefully a big Canton Charge victory there. Oh nice! Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. So I got, nice. a, lot, got a lot going on today. Your boy's gonna be busy. What about you? What's the story? Just stands. Honestly, like? I have made no plans for the weekend okay. thus far, and that's the way I want it. Okay. I, uh, I I'm a little tired today, dude. I worked out really hard yesterday. Went to the gym, kind of you know knocked that whole thing out. Um, and then my buddy calls me and he's like, yo man, I got the golf simulator. Finally, it's all set up. We're ready to go in the basement. And he's like, if you want to come down and play Firestone, okay, let's do it. And so sure enough, I go over to my buddy's house and dude, he's all in. He's got a really nice setup. It's actually on my Twitter. You can see it at Sansbury shows. Give me, the, give me the full rundown. I want to hear so, everything about this. So he's, he's got a, he's got the full drop down screen in his basement. You know, um, okay. cause sometimes you just put up a net and then you can put like a, a computer monitor over to your right and then you can see what happened. But he's got the screen. You actually hit it into it and then you can see it right there. It's like a movie screen. Projector and all uh, that. Yeah. Oh, projector, oh, okay. all that. It's got a side net that wraps around it. And then other than that, dude, you buy a mat and you set a ball down, you hit it. So it's a wall size screen. Yeah, um, it's probably eight by eight. Is there a, like is there like some sort of specific sensor that has to because like are you hitting specific balls or is it no you so some of them yes some of them no he actually has one where you hit where you hit just a regular golf ball and it measures club head speed and ball speed when it leaves and so it kind of measures it out but dude it's pretty close. Are there cameras that are like measuring it or what's like what's telling how you're measuring it? Like, I wish I wish I knew how that okay. technology worked a little bit better, but I know that you I mean he showed me, he recorded me taking swings and then showed it to me on the screen. He was like, look. Okay, so there is there's yeah. cameras somewhere. Okay, all right. So there is stuff like that where he was like, Look, man, he's like, You're coming over top of it, which is what's making you do this. And I was like, Oh, yeah, look at that. And so sure enough, before long, I I was like right back on playing with stroking balls really well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, different than a video game, but like, I don't know, kind of in the same realm to me. And I'm just very much like interested by these simulators because you know, you got these VR things and like how long until like you're in your basement and you have an entire surround like and you're playing Call of Duty or whatever or you're playing Madden or well, you're I playing remember, you know whatever. There was that one VR company that was like selling it was like a treadmill that you were on. Okay. It was like a circle and you stood on it and you had a gun and like the um, you know you put the goggles on and you're moving and obviously you never come off of it because it's a circle on a treadmill. I'm worried about toppling over on that stuff sure. like that. But dude the simulator the golf simulator so I asked him because his wife got it for him for Christmas. She got him, like, the launch, like, you know, uh, the thing that sits on the ground that kind of, like, measures the ball and all that. Okay. And I said, w- where are you in this financially? And he's like, everything you see here plus the program, and the program runs on, like, your computer. And he's like, everything you see here, including the program, he's like, I'm still under five grand. Really? And I was like, dude, ser- did you just, really? did you just tell me? I, I mean, dude, because it was, like, legitimate. I was thinking used car. I was thinking ten thousand bucks here. I That's was like, what I thought. I was like, all right, this is you know, this is a payment plan that you're gonna yeah. have to five thousand bucks under five. Wow. Yeah, 
Even though his daughters have used cars that are nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice no, well, sure, sure. But yeah, I, did, I mean, he does very well. But like, it, it was one of those things where I was like, dude, just tell me for $5,000, I can have like real golf in my house? Yeah. I mean, like, I got to get a house. I mean, obviously, I bet's not like something I would do. But for you, like, if you were a for homeowner, five grand? why would you not do yeah. that? That makes all the sense in the world, dude. Absolutely, I that's, would do uh, that. That's, that's, uh, that's something, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little envious of like your, you know, uh, of your buddy here. Oh, I was so envious. I'm sure. I didn't want to leave. It was like 11 o'clock last night. He said, like, dude, don't you have to get up at 4? And I was like, maybe I don't go. I got, dude, I got personal days. Maybe I don't go. But he, I mean, dude, he whooped me. I think he beat me by like 15 strokes last yeah, night. Yeah, he's down there practicing all the time. I mean, oh. look at you. Do you know how much better you'd be, dude? Instead of you lounging around playing Zelda for all for the entire, you know, winter. Okay, mom. Sudden, I don't know. All of a sudden, you've got the ability to improve the golf game, dude, dude. my buddy Matt, though, like seriously, like he's one of those guys. If I took you to the golf course and you stood behind him on the tee box and watched him hit tee shots, you'd be like, dude, why aren't you a pro? Like he hits the ball so high. So far, he's got one of the most violent swings I've ever seen. That dude just living the Stansberry dream. Like, Stansberry's going to chop this dude's head off trying to wear it like a hat. Dude, like a six-bedroom house, hot wife, really good job, indoor golf. No, dude, my buddy Matt is, like, slaying it. He is. He's, like, killing it. And then there I am, get in my car, drive home to my dirty one-bedroom apartment, just climbing into the bed, feeling miserable. I mean, I guess I get to do a radio show. That part's not bad. That part actually is not all that bad. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hey. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Doing that last little set there. You heard the new Bon Jovi when we were us. Here's yeah. the bad news. You're going to hear it again at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then, but the good news after that is probably never again after, yeah. after that. It's, uh, it's new Bon Jovi there. I wasn't the biggest fan. I uh, I like Bon Jovi. I do. I feel like they've got some hits. I feel like they got some pretty good songs. Very uh, very you going out on the limb. Very uh, very you know deserving of their place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But if I was gonna oh, yeah. vote, if I was gonna vote, it's a yeah, I would have to agree. They're uh, they're good. They are great. I mean, they, they I mean, dude, their greatest hits album is gonna be stacked. You know what I mean? Obviously deserving of like icon status, Hall of Fame status, that whole thing. But wouldn't be my. I get that uh, that healthcare is hard to come by, okay, um, and I get that when you don't have it, it th- things are expensive. Yeah. Okay. But don't cheap out on certain things. Okay? okay. If you need to go see a dentist, go see a dentist. Don't like let your friend wing it. No, no, I dude, I feel like anything healthcare related, you should not let your friend wing it. Your friend winging it when it comes to a health procedure is the worst idea I've heard today. I think a fifty-eight-year-old woman out of Los Angeles is going to serve probation, which I have a lot of issue with. After she pleads no contest to practicing dentistry without a license from her living room. Which resulted in bodily injury of at least one woman. Clara Medina, 58, pleaded no contest. One count of battery likely to produce serious bodily injury after a woman was hospitalized. Allegedly due to injuries she uh, sustained undergoing a root canal in this woman's home. Oh, bro. Have you ever had one of those? I have not. I have not. Dude, it's it's really painful. I'm sure. Like, it's, it's really, really painful. Prosecutors say the the uninsured victim made an appointment. <laughs> Dude, so much stuff going on in this woman's house. You got to make an appointment. 
uh, back of March of last year to see her for a toothache after being referred by a coworker who had previously seen her for other dental work. Can you uh, just imagine the balls of being like that first time when you're faking your way through being a dentist, where it's just like, yeah, come to my house and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna rip your tooth out. I couldn't, I, dude, I, I, I wouldn't even like putting my hands in somebody's mouth. I'd be like, ah, I don't, I don't know. After she allegedly attempted to perform a root canal while using various needles. The victim had to be hospitalized and has now, they say, probably going to have permanent nerve damage as a result. Yeah. They say it's like a horror movie. Ugh. Um, they say about the victim here that they have tremendous admiration for her and at the same time a great deal of empathy. I have no admiration for you. None. I don't think I have any empathy either. No, you're a moron. You're a complete and utter idiot. I understand. Dude, tooth pain is terrible. Like, if you have tooth pain, it is. It's terrible. But I don't know what I mean. I, I don't even know how to ballpark what a root canal would cost without without insurance. Oh, a couple thousand for sure. I mean, I was going to sure. say I'm pretty sure when I had mine, um, I'm pretty and I had insurance. I'm pretty sure I still was out nine hundred. I, I, I like I, I I can I can empathize with like the desperate situation that people feel when it comes to I don't have health care and therefore I don't know how I'm going to spend it. I guess I understand a little bit how that turns from like, hey, you know, I had this pain in my back and it turned into a tumor and I never went and saw a doctor because I was always worried about the, the cost of it. I guess I understand that. But when you're making the decision of, hey, I'm going to do something about this, even if you can't afford a dentist, there's like free clinic dental clinics in a vast majority of parts of the country. Yeah, that's like, where you're, where you're, where you're going to have some sort of an option there. I mean, like, are, are, are getting a hold of somebody, some sort of, you know, board and like being letting them know, hey, that I can't afford this, but going to a, a person's house? Here's what I don't get the woman who performed the root canal is getting three years probation, 30 days of county jail, or 20 uh, days of community labor. She's also ordered to pay full restitution to her victim and stay 100 yards away from her. Here's what I don't get, okay? Is that if it, if a licensed dentist then opened up a practice in his home right. and was caught doing this, he's going to serve serious jail time over that because right. he's got the medical degree and you know you're, you're like you're skirting the system. So why is it so we because you're more likely to get better professional dentist work at at, at a home dentistry from a guy who's actually a dentist. Because as a dentist, maybe you know the law, the standard. You're, you're signing the, what the oath and all that, yeah. like, and all that. I get that, but dude, I think you need to prosecute this woman fully. Doesn't feel like enough to me. I'll agree with you 100. percent Three on that. years probation to like start sawing off people's teeth in your house. I have no idea what the hell people are thinking about. What's going to stop you from doing that again? And I guess it's just people. But I mean, like, you hear this all the time. I mean, we've talked about people who have gone and, like, had, like, plastic surgery done in a garage. And it's just like, God, people, I understand the struggle of not having enough money. I got tattooed in the money. basement. Bro, what are you, like, what what are are you, you doing? Like, dude, I'm, I've been to, you know how many of those parties I've been to where somebody hires a metal band to play in the backyard? Right. There's three tattoo artists right. and they're all tattooing people's None arms in the licensed, backyard. Right. Like, Smoking dude, cigarettes. what in the hell? And I just watch Idiot Friends line up to do that like what in the hell are you thinking about that guy dude that guy looks barely qualified to run the double loop and you're gonna give him like a tattoo needle and have him you know put mom across your arm yeah i don't get that at all i want to give people a fair shot at these slayer tickets so we're actually going to give you your shot next on rock 106.9 106.9
Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We have Slayer tickets that are playing June 7th. Blossom, bringing Anthrax, Behemoth, Lamb of God, Testament, all part of that show. We're going to get you guys hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. I can't believe in 2018 I have to tell this story again. All right. And it's not even a story. I have, um, there's a bill being proposed in South Carolina. And this country's been having this conversation since I was in high school. Like, legitimately, it was my generation that pretty much started this. All right. Right? That started this movement. And now they want to ban it in South Carolina. And every year you hear about some other place trying to get rid of this, and it makes no sense because you're never going to be able to get it done. And this is, there's a bill that wants people to pull up their pants. Here we go. Pull them up. Here we go. Nobody wants to see your underwear. Pull them up. Now, I would admit that nobody does want to see your underwear. But what in the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? It's a fashion thing. I'm not sure you're going to be able to get people to stop doing it. I know I was in line once. It was like, I, I don't know, I was somewhere I was ordering food. Right? Surprise. And like the guy in front of me had his pants like almost all the way to his ankles. And then there was a pair of sweatpants underneath those. He had those pulled down to about his knees and then his underwear. And I was just like... How do you even walk around like that? Like, I don't, it was like that. I didn't care. Right. I mean, I was like kind of staring at, I mean, like his ass was like right in my face as I'm standing behind him in line. Right, just looking at it. Like that part's not great. Thinking about it. But more than that, I just thought, why would you want to do that? You look like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of points of like, yeah, that looks stupid. I mean, like, and if that's, but we can't start outlawing things because they look stupid. Like I 100% will, will agree with you that like, Hey, not people don't necessarily want that, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not indecent. It's not like you're not you're naked. covered. Right. I mean, and that's all that indecency is. It's, it's, it, it, you can't say, well, like, well, hold on. If a woman walked through a store in her bra and underwear, that's going to be a problem, right? She's covered. I mean, you could say there's some sort of a dress code. If you walk through in a bikini, you're going to have that same issue. So, like, if you walk through without a shirt on, but, like, as far as dress code goes, as far as, like, society goes, as a, as a business, you can tell people to leave because they're not, you know. Dressed well. They're not dressed well. You Although, can, to- you can totally do that. You know how many times I've heard of, of a bar being racist? They're racist because they have, like, that sign out in front of the door that says, no this, no that, no this, no that. And it's like, I don't know if they're racist. I, I just think that they're you know they 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 want their they do want to cultivate their crowd i i I think it can go both ways there i think you can you can intentionally do things that are you know racist in in the dress code and i think you can be right there of like yeah no we just want to you know a certain type of crowd or we want a classier establishment i think i think both you could point to examples of both there where it's like oh yeah you know what i'm saying it's gonna have to be case by case it's not universal so uh, like i said a business if you want to say like hey you know you have to have x y and z on to enter this establishment I'm fine with that, but what this is proposing is that walking around in the street, general public, right? Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. Is anytime you're in public, what did so your cops have nothing else to do? Like that's my thing. Is like, do you really have the time in the day to do this? Because everybody, not everybody, but dude, most younger people are kind of dressing this way. Argument of. Uh, yeah, you know, you can say that, well, you know, cops should have you just be focused on rapists and murderers. Um, but by enforcing laws like this, you kind of set this, t- this tone of like, this is a law abiding town. This is, you know, no, standards here. No, what it, this is going to be is and, and this is what naysayers on the bill are going to say. And they're going to be a little bit right, is that this is going to be another reason for illegal search. 
is now, okay, well, see, look, now we got a reason to go talk to him. That's what they're doing sure. here, is they're, yeah. creating, they're creating a reason to talk to people that they consider to be undesirable and maybe might be up to something. This is just another way to stop you without real warranted reason to find out where you're going, who you're doing it with. And really, when you get down to it, if you want to talk about, like, government overreach and, and the abuse of, like, you know, individuals' rights, I mean, like, I get it. You don't like their clothing. You don't like their fashion style. Right. That doesn't give you cause to 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 go talk to them. No, but that's a very good point. But dude. they'll get support for it because nobody wants to look at other people's underwear like that. And so, like, this is where people will give up their freedoms because, well, yeah, I don't want that dude walking down my street because like it's that. not my freedom. Right. Because I've got my pants pulled up. Because that's that. But yeah. that's how they do it. That's how the government does it, dude. They they they, they take inches. At, at at the end of the day, if I walked outside in my underwear. And that's it. That's fine. Like, that's not illegal. So, like, I can't understand how if I'm wearing pants, but they're not pulled all the way up, how that all of a sudden becomes illegal. Run it by me again. If I walk out, if I go stand out on the corner right now in only my underwear, that's not illegal. Now, you might have an officer come up to me and say, sir, is everything okay? You're on drugs. What are you doing here? (laughs) But it's not illegal. It's not. I mean, there's nothing indecent about it. I can go stand in my boxer shorts out there right now. So now all of a sudden, because my pants are involved in this equation, now that's illegal? To change where you are? I, I, I couldn't walk into Walmart. Walmart's going to tell me, no, you can't come in here, but out on the street corner, I can. Walk past a school playground? I don't know if you're going to get in legal trouble. Well, once again, an officer might feels get wrong. It, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it feels an wrong. Officer might get involved there, but like, dude, I mean, think about think about how many hot days in in the middle of of, of summer, dudes are walking around in basketball shorts and no shirt, no shirt. It's all. So what's the difference between basketball shorts and it's degrees of underwear? And right, and, and underwear. I mean, shorts back in the day, Michael Jordan era shorts, dude, those were essentially underwear. So I couldn't put on a pair of Jordan or Larry Bird style shorts and walk down the street. My dad's. 1970s nut huggers, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if he took his shirt off, now all of a sudden, he, what? We found out yesterday. Fantone has underwear for 15 <laughs> years. He probably has his dad's 1970s nut huggers. Probably wearing them right now. Ugh. You know what people always used to say back when I was in high school, and this was like the big, you know, fashion crazes. You know how that started? The sagging of the pants. You know how it started? That was like that was the calling card in jail that you wanted to have sex with another man. It's like, well, yeah, dude, things start under all kind of crazy things, and then they become fashion. But every rapper in the world's doing it, and so every kid in the world wants to do it. It became fashion. You think you're going to knock people off what they want to do by telling them in the 70s it meant this. You know what I mean? Like, it's never, that's never going to be the thing. But, dude, you keep your holy cheese looking <laughs> underwear underneath that goddamn denim over there, Fanto, and I can't have it. We do have Slayer tickets. Let's get you guys hooked up right now. Yeah. Let's take caller 20, 1 800 243 7625 on the Slayer tickets. And Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, yeah. joins us next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Los Angeles at 9 o'clock for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. We do it every Friday at 7 o'clock. We are joined by Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, how are you, buddy? Well, I am superb. It's Friday, the glorious Sunday weekend. And come on, man. I'm getting a run with you and Fantone. Makes me feel cool. Love it, baby. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. So a new mock draft I saw for the Browns yesterday has us taking Saquon Barkley at one and Josh Allen at four. What do you think? 
Well, you know what? That is safe because I guarantee you right now we're the only ones that have Josh Allen that high in spite of what uh, uh, our buddy uh, Mr. Mel Kuyper Jr. is telling us. You know, I am fine with that. I really am. Here's the thing, Dan. It's not implicit trust in these guys, but it's trust because they're football guys. And I like it better than another option I heard earlier in the week, and it was backed up by, uh, I'll call them my agent provocateurs of 76 Rosa Boulevard, is that there's even been talk around there getting A.J. McCarron. Please don't fall out of your chairs, okay? Getting A.J. McCarron, keeping Kaiser, which they're going to do anyway, and then toss somebody else in there. And that would be, it would be McCarron, Kaiser, or bust this year. Mm-hmm. So I like the uh, option even more so with Allen. However, you're still going to need to bring a vet in. Guys, you cannot have a quarterback room with three rookies. You saw it last. That you say, Kessler wasn't a rookie. Okay. Yeah, he is. Semantics. Semantics yeah, only. Exactly. You have to have a vet in that quarterback room. I um, Do you have issues because there have been a lot of studies on if a college quarterback doesn't complete over, I think it's 64% of his passes in college, they don't translate to a really good NFL pro. Do you buy into that? Because Josh Allen's completion percentage out in Wyoming is not good. You know what, I buy into it 100%. And here's why. Deshaun Kaiser, what was the rap on him in college? Inaccurate. Right. What was the rap last year with him besides some horrific decisions because he had no one to help him out? Inaccuracy. Guys, again, little things you learn throughout the years is that, and that's why I'm saying, you know, Corey Coleman's got to go. I'm even 50-50 on Njoku because I was taught a long time ago, if you cannot catch the ball your first year there, even with guys bearing down on you, they bore down on you in seventh and eighth grade, then you'll never catch the football. In accuracy, you can, uh, unless it's horrific mechanics and they can improve on them, you know what? It's something that is going to rear its ugly head time and time again. So that is one thing I have a problem with. You're thinking, well, once you said it was okay, well, I'm trusted on these guys, okay? I don't even know if that's it. But the bottom line is not. You know what? It's a cause for concern. They call, why is Colt McCoy still in the league even as a backup? Because he's accurate and he's not going to embarrass you when he comes in in relief of a, the starting quarterback. The fact that we are giving the Cleveland Browns organization at all any benefit of the doubt or any sort of like trust in them, it sometimes it blows my mind. But we do it, dude. But, we, but we all do it. I, um, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned, and I understand that Squan Barkley, number one, is a transformative player. Number two, the concept of like, well, you can't take a running back that high in the NFL draft maybe isn't as valid as it once was 10 years years ago, but I am concerned there's going to be riots in the street if the Cleveland Browns do not take a quarterback at number one. Am am, am I invalid in those concerns, or do you think the fan base is going to react poorly? You know what? Let me tell you something, and and this is the dang shame about it, and this is the Browns' sickness. I could show you guys, it would take you weeks to read all the you know, personal direct messages, this and that, not only to my phone and social media, you know, calling to have me burnt at the stake last year, but all these people were telling me how great Kenny Britt was going to be, how great this guy was going to be, how great this guy was going to be. You know what? That's why the Browns have been bad this long, guys. You know what? I'll say it to one of them. We're freaking stupid. Okay? The worst fans in the world are Browns fans because they buy anything they've been sold. How else could we still be going to the games? Think about that. So, you know what? If they're told, however... They're going to be told by football guys this year. But no, guys, it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm telling you, when I hear people, Danny, Matt, I heard people in the media just a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was okay that we would. No, it wasn't. 
that we went 1-15 and 0-16. And and That's a travesty. It's a losing culture, but they're going to buy it 100-fold. Yeah, you know, you're going to have some people up there. Matt, they celebrated when Johnny Donkey got picked. <laughs> I, yeah, I, Think about that. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I um. Let me ask you something, Munch. Everybody's you know worried about the quarterback. Everybody's worried about Barkley. What are we going to do? First and four. What do we do here? Is is Todd Haley being the offensive coordinator applying more heat to the seat of Hugh Jackson? Is that part of the reason why they brought a guy with that much cred in? Is that you know what, Hugh? If we don't see changes, we're just sliding Todd Haley in there for the head coaching job. Well, you know, I feel that's why they built an eye at one hundred fold. Here's the thing, too, guys. Think about this. And now this is for the fan base implicitly because I went last year to the Ravens game and walked out with my son, and he said he's never seen, you know, he came to town. He goes, A, I've never seen a crowd this light, and B, what the hell did we just watch for three years? The guys, I'm telling you, he played Division Three football. I saw better execution in Division Three football. So here's the thing. If they would come out of the gates one and three, Oh, and four, say, especially if they win the opener, lose the next three or, or lose two, win one, you know, squeaky by and get blown out again. How can you not make a change? Right now, I understand, even though it's horrific, there is some consistency involved. Let's see what happens because, you know what, Sashi was, was selling, you know, putting, uh, putting grizzle and fat and just bones on his plate, that kind of thing. And I, I mentioned this to you, too. Still, something that scares me is that no matter what happens, no matter what happens on the football side, he still Jimmy still has the ultimate say. So, and he should not. It should be John Dorsey. By the way, guys, I found this out too. You're thinking Todd Haley this, Todd Haley that. No, Todd Haley's a good, good dude. And by the way, Stansberry, a great golfer who likes to quit for a nice cold beverage afterwards. We're going to have to get him out on the course. I, However, uh, I like it. Go ahead. I like it. Yeah, nope, no, nope, no bar fighting. No bar fighting. But outside of that, yeah. outside of that, oh. I, I absolutely like it. Let me run this by you, Munch. Wait, Danny, real quick. Yep. That was his wife, not him. I'm just okay. saying, okay? All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just said it. You're right. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell the 100,000 people listening right now. Makes it, you're right. Makes it so much better. <laughs> I, uh, let's, l- let me run this scenario by you. I'm not all that sold on Josh Allen. I get the arm talent. I, I do. Um, I, I, the, some of the people, you know, concerns, the accuracy and all that, I have some of those concerns. But if you like him and he's your guy, I think he's there at four easily, right? And I well, he's not. I, I actually, I'm a Rosen guy. And I don't mind telling you that. I'm a Rosen really? guy. One hundred four. Or let me hit you with this. And all these scenarios are coming up. And I would have exploded if we didn't do this this morning. What if you go Barkley one, and, and Matt don't get the pitchforks and torches out. Barkley one, Fitzpatrick four, and then you trade up at the bottom of the draft and take Lamar Jackson from Louisville. Wow, that's. So that, that, that's, that's all the stuff that's going on there now, guys. That sounds very brownsy to me. Like, <laughs> Did I drop a bomb brownsy. on you? That, that sounds brownsy to me. My scenario was going to be if, if if you think you can get Allen at four, and I, I think you can, and I think, honestly, if we yeah. don't pick him at four, I think he's there much later than that. So if you think you can get him at four, why not trade one? What, what do you want to get for one? But, dude, you know what? Now, Matt – Talked about the fans revolting. The Jaguars. Man, you get rid. You get rid of a. You get rid of a one again, dude. What's going to happen then? What do you get for it? Well, I mean that's fair. I mean you do got to you know you do got to consider what you could get back for it. I think it could be you know a hero's ransom. To be honest with you, I, I'd be interested 
to find that out. I'm one of those people, though. I have a hard time taking a running back that high. I know people are going to point to Ezekiel Elliott and that whole thing, but, dude, that offensive line in Dallas is really good. They got a bunch of good stuff going on. The best there is. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, dude, there was a lot of stuff. I mean, Zeke's great. Don't get me wrong. But there was a lot of stuff helping Zeke out. There were a lot of things helping Dak out. I'm not sure that's the way Barkley's going to look standing behind the Cleveland Browns offensive line. Well, something else, guys. On the 13th of March, there's something else big coming out, and I had him on the air on Monday. Joe Thomas is going to be a gentleman. I still feel he's leaning to coming back. He had some key words he hit me with, like, oh, it's going to be fun this year. As soon as he would say that, I said, Joe, much fun. Did I say that? But here's the thing. He's a gentleman enough that if he's going to not play this year, he's going to let the Browns know the day before free agency begins so they can even start looking at a left tackle. And if there's none they like in free agency or the trade, well, they're going to have to look at a left tackle real, real high like the kid from Notre Dame. So there's just something there to think about, too. I honestly think Joe Thomas is waiting to see if they can land that veteran quarterback. My thing is that I think he's hinging the whole thing on whether or not Kirk Cousins comes here. Well, you know what? Again, you want Cousins, you can have him. Now I'm hearing, remember we talked about $30 million last time around? It might even be higher than that. Wow. Wow. Get a payday, baby. Good All for right. him. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to hate on it. Every dad in Stark County is going to have their kid out in the front yard with a football throwing it today. Jesus. Man, Munch, as always, man, you're hitting us with the great info. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you again next Friday at 7 o'clock. That's Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app, man. Have a great weekend. You too, guys. Keep me locking. All right. Guys, uh, Dude, if you send your kids to the library, you might want to go with them. I'll explain why next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to California at 9 o'clock for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards, which, by the way, all your favorite music, all your favorite stations are all free with the free iHeartRadio app. Type in the name of your favorite artist. And you'll get a station filled with their biggest hits and some other artists similar to them. They'll be handpicked by real people. You thumb up, thumb down. We'll personalize it so it'll fit you better. Make sure you download and open your free iHeartRadio app today. Just want to remind everybody, there's a Stansberry Show channel on the iHeartRadio app. So if you're all caught up on the podcast, you've listened all the way live through the show, and you're like, dude, you know what? I want to listen to some old stuff. Dude, Stansberry Show channel. It's the Wild West out there. We never know what's playing. We don't know what's happening. Who knows? There's actually a guy who's been hitting me up on Twitter that's doing that, who said, dude, I just started. I just found out you were back on. It's like I hadn't known until now. Right. It's been almost four years. Four years, but I guess. You know, I, uh, whatever. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, do people got busy lives. I get it. You know? And he's like, but so I'm starting all the way from the beginning. And I'm because, dude, he hit me up on Twitter about something that we said like years ago. He's like, bro, like, where the hell are you? Wow. He goes, yeah, man, I just started. I started from the beginning. He's like, I wanted to get it from the beginning all the way to now. Wow. And he's been burning through, I guess, something like six shows a day or something. Wow. Yeah. Which is a lot. I was going to say that's a lot. It's, it's too much. Fan zone right there. That's too much. It's too much. Something weird happened at the Perry branch of the library here. Yeah. Apparently, a man was licking one of the computer monitors. They uh, they took a picture of it, posted it on social media. He was kissing and licking the screen of a library computer, and uh, he was watching pornography on the internet at the library. And so I guess it's they say it's 
it's reigniting the debate about whether or not they should block certain things that you could see at the library. And I think yes is the answer to that. How is that? How is how is yes not the answer to that? I mean, should they block what books you have at the library? No, but I, but hardcore pornography is different than you know a book. Are we gonna? Are, are you gonna be able to call certain books porn, pornographical? Like, I, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with the library censoring what adults can look at. I'm comfortable with the library censoring what an adult can look at via their computer. Um, and whether and dude, there's no book. Well, I I shouldn't make that. I don't know. I'm I'm sure maybe there is, but there are very few books that have the hardcore pornography penetration that X videos has. Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you that the written word different than. But like, is it okay if it's like if it's describing hardcore penetration? Yes. Uh, why is the written word different than the video? Well, oh my God, it's vastly different. First of all, we know that taking the images into the brain as a small child not good. We know that. We know too much sexual interaction and too much views of sex at a young age is negative. You shouldn't, now obviously it's legal for children to look at pornography, so the library should not allow uh, a 10-year-old to look at porn. Yeah, but how are you going to stop a 10-year-old from walking behind you? That's what I'm saying. This is a public place. You can't do that. Can you look at, can I look at porn on my phone in public? Um, I'm willing to bet you, I mean, how is that not indecent exposure? It's, I mean, it's a video. Like, I, 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 I mean, at that point, I how think, is it not me showing inappropriate things to a minor? Well, if, if you're showing it to a minor, if you're specifically showing it to a minor, then I'm yeah. saying, what if the minor's walking by me? I guess no, the, I don't think you should be able to watch hardcore hardcore pornography in public on your phone. No, I don't I mean, think you do. I, I think at that point we are getting into censorship of what people are allowed to watch. On. I well, yeah, and but do we censor a bunch of things? I'm not allowed to. There's a thousand words I'm not allowed to say right now. So like the the whole First Amendment censorship, dude. That's dude. That's a that's a fake myth in this country. Uh, the, uh, radio broadcast waves different than like public. I, I mean, don't. I this is these are liter- these are legitimately called public airwaves. So no, not really different. I I am I'm, I'm gonna stand firm to the FCC and what regulates radio different than what I want on general public. I understand that uh, we would like to be able to watch whatever we want in general public but dude if you're watching pornography and a 10 year old sees it there's a problem with that and i don't think the library is that crazy like dude it's first of all a laptop's 400 dollars at best buy 400 if you don't have 400 bucks to watch porn dude don't go to the library yeah, i mean you buy a tablet for 80 bucks like, you know what, what i'm saying so, like, dude like th- what i'm saying is you can get this stuff without the library. you don't need the library I- i'm not trying to say like dude no guys should just be j and o in the middle of the library and masturbating that's not the point i'm trying to make i'm just saying i'm not comfortable with the idea of the library a public you know a, a, like a public place being in the business of censoring things yeah see denise i think has a great point here where if you're reading a book you're the only one taking in that information that child has no idea what the words on those pages are when they're walking behind you. But if, you know, Rachel Starr's twerking on, on you know, Shawn Michaels, a kid can see that. Private computer? I mean, like, that's what I think they've done in the past in situations like this is like, all right, well, here's a private computer that you have to move into a different place. True or false? I could go into the library today, I could look up websites, and I would be blocked from certain things. I think illegal websites, if you were trying to look up child pornography or how to make a bomb or something like that, yes. But when it comes to other stuff, no. You like It's it's general public. It's, act, it's open information to the public. I could also make the argument that they have no way of knowing whether or not some of those amateur videos on Pornhub are minors or not. And so maybe you should stop. Maybe you should not allow access to porn sites over that. I mean, if you want to restrict it to like browsers, fine. 
If, if, fine. But if you're allowing people to go to Pornhub, you have no idea if all those women on that website are over 18 or not. I, I, I see. You're if, not even close. I, 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 like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there, dude. I'm not like, it, it's not that I disagree that you should not watch porn in the, in the library. You shouldn't. Like, that's a, a, an irresponsible thing to do. But I just don't know if I'm okay with it being censored. Like, uh, dude, I'm a guy who hates censorship. Uh, the best, one of the, the best, ex- you know, analogy I've ever heard is censorship is like telling an adult they can't eat steak because a baby can't chew it. That's a great, that's a great analogy. But in certain areas, it's okay to protect society. It is okay to protect. Sometimes, dude, we have to protect the dumb from themselves. And we have to protect, you know, the innocent from the not so innocent. And we make laws like that for that all the time. And dude, if we're gonna if we're gonna allow bills on the house floor to make people pull their pants up in public because it's indecent, how is watching pornography in a public area where kids are not indecent? If you have to pull your pants up in South Carolina because that's indecent, you should not be watching porn on a public computer in a library. I can't believe. I mean, dude, there are certain things where people have to stop screaming censorship and realize, oh, okay, yeah, that one's actually good. Like that one's actually all right because sometimes these things can help you in the long run too, and it's real easy for people who don't have kids to be like can't censor me but the moment you do have a nine-year-old and they do see this although you know what the other side of this coin is you buy your 10-year-old a $500 iPhone and put it in their hand and they're probably watching x videos on iPhone but I just think if I were if I were the library I would block access to hardcore pornography websites I are they going to keep track of what else you do and what else you read and what else you you visit? I I, I can't, I I don't want that. I mean, I understand that, yes, there is some morality here of like, well, no, this is a very obvious thing that you shouldn't be watching porn in here, but I feel like it opens up the door to a lot of other things. All right, what's the slippery slope? Tell me what you're so afraid of. At what point does it become, well, we we don't want you, you know, we don't want you going to other websites. We don't want you reading these books. We feel like they're they're pornographical books or they're they're inappropriate. That, I mean, I just feel like that's what we're going to find ourselves I mean, half the time when I go to the library, they don't have the book I want anyway, and they have to order it. Now, is it, is it because it's banned, because they won't allow you to have it? No, obviously, they'll allow me to have it, because if they're willing to order it for me, then they're not banning it. They're allowing me to have it. But, I mean, to pretend that they have every book that you want on the shelf now is false. And this guy's bringing up a great point. Dustin's bringing up a great point. He's like, dude, you go to the, you know, you go to the library downtown here? you got to walk right past that computer you know, section to get to the kids' section. You literally have to walk right by it. So now my kid has to watch you watching X videos before they go read books? I mean, this is another great point. Do they have Hustler magazines at the library? They have Playboy magazines at the library? I bet they don't. I bet they don't. So if we're not going to allow you to have printed pornography, why in the hell are we allowing you to access digital pornography? And a story of a guy licking a computer screen is enough. First of all, if you're the kind of person that can watch porn, get turned on it in front of other people and strangers, I think we should take you outside and ask you a few questions before we release you back out into the wild there. That's right there alone. But on top of that, like, dude, as a guy who wishes he, that there was no censorship and I was allowed to say whatever I wanted right now, could use some more words, 
I think there are certain things that, yes, as I'm broadcasting on public airwaves, that's a public library. I don't know why they have a different standard than what I have in here. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You're, you, the, the argument is, well, you know, my kid can turn on the radio. Yeah, your kid can go get a library card, too. I want everybody held to the standard that I have to be held to. It's not censorship. It's protection. There's sometimes those things are different. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. We'll pass out some Canton Charge tickets 830. Also send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. That will happen at 9 o'clock is when you get your keyword. I saw something yesterday at Giant Eagle. It's one of my least favorite things ever. And um, this is like a little public service announcement. Some of you people need to be smacked around a little bit. So I park my car, I get out, and I start walking towards the building, right? I look to my left, and there's two, like, gentlemen, look like a father and a son, just wrapping up, putting their groceries in the car. All right. They are right next to, I don't know what they're called, the cart corral. There you go. Where, right, where you put the carts back in there. Okay. So the kid then takes it and takes the cart and presses it right up to the steel bar of the cart corral versus walking at the extra six feet and putting it in that damn thing. And, and then he sees me look at him. And he's got that look of like, oh, no, I've just been caught doing like this douchebag move. And it's like, dude, first of all, there's no amount of parking lot space that's so far that you can't walk that thing over there. You're a douche. Quit being a douchebag and walk that thing all the way back to the car corral. I can't believe I got to sit adults down and tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a supporter of pushing your cart back into places. Um, and you got to consider yesterday, like, the weather was fine. It's I nice. Mean, We're not freezing cold. And even, here's the thing, even if it's zero degrees out and you push your cart all the way out there, I mean, you have the responsibility now as the person who used that cart to return it to where it needs to be. So even in even in the situation where it's like, God damn, there's six you know inches of snow, it's freezing-ass cold out here, at least then, though, I can, like, look at you. And yeah, I'm still going to judge you, but at least I can... Like, there's a reason. Sympathize a little bit of like. Ah, There's a reason right. why it's not an excuse. It is a reason. And and, and 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 okay. So the things all the way on the other side because sometimes places don't do themselves favors. I'm not trying to point at Giant Eagle on this one. No, sometimes, they're great about it. Sometimes actually. places don't do themselves favors by the location of those things. But still, it's your job to do it. What made me? I, it would have made me less angry had he just left it in the empty parking spot next to him. But he walked it up to the cart corral and like on the outside wall of it, they just touched it to the rail like you like we were playing flashlight tag. Like I made it to the base, man. I'm on the base. Like dude, no, walk the goddamn thing in there. Do you buy into? And sometimes I worry this is a problem with Canton. Like sometimes I genuinely do. It probably is. Do you buy into the concept of little things like that, like not returning your cart, cart corral, your cart to the cart corral? Do you feel like those are the things that lead to the downfall of society? Yes, yes, it is. It's now. I don't want to be overly dramatic here, but it is indicative of the lowering of the standard. Of, of Because what that is right there, you know what that is right there? It is telling me and everybody else, the only people you respect are the people that are in your car. That you don't respect me. You don't worry about my car. And you don't know me, so uh-oh. And then, dude, that's society. Dude. I don't know you. Nobody gets my respect. No regrets, man. No regrets. Meanwhile, dude, you get the tattoo and it's spelled wrong. And if you don't have any regrets, I say this all the time, then you're a moron that never learned anything. So you should have a few regrets if you've lived long enough. You don't harp on them, no, but you should have them. And it is, of course, it is the lowering of the standard. Yes. Not returning your cart. At that point, it's, it's, it's a step below, in my opinion, 
of littering, of broken windows, of of graffiti, of stuff like that. Where like as you go through your day to day life, you not you might not think any of those things really matter. Like, what do I care if there's some some litter out on Tusk? What do I care if there's graffiti on Twelfth? It's Street? your city. What do I care if if people don't return their carts? And a big problem in Canton right now is people will take the carts from Giant Eagle, Walmart, wherever they are, and take it home. What what what's happening is people will walk to the grocery store. You know, and then be like, well, how am I going to carry all these groceries home? They steal the cart and then they'll just leave it in the middle of, you know, in the middle of of wherever they are over on the southwest. All right. That I don't love, but that is at least out of necessity. There is there. there, I don't love it and I don't want to excuse it, but there is no excuse for a grown person to not return a cart back to the cart corral. Yeah, city council has had a really big problem with that, where it's like, what do we do in the sense of, I mean, I know Rob Fisher and uh, Jason Scagalini have like gone around and like with trucks and like picked them up and taken them back to Giant Eagle, taken them back to Walmart. You don't want to punish Giant Eagle, Walmart, another grocer, Fishers or whatever, because they're the ones who are having something stolen from right. them. But you also understand like these people in, you know, the city don't have any other way to get their groceries home. So it is, it, it's a bit of a problem there. But I think that concept of like these little, these little like it just shows you don't care anybody sh- about it you. It shows nobody cares, and that's the whole thing. And that's why it's easier to mug somebody where there's litter. It's because it's like, well, dude, if if you didn't get caught putting graffiti up, if you didn't get caught broke breaking windows, I'm not gonna get caught mugging somebody. I'm not gonna get caught doing anything. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you're the kind of person that doesn't return your cart, you're the same kind of person that litters out the window of your car, yep. right? Yep. I think, that, I think that's pretty fair. There is nothing more white trash than throwing garbage out of the window of your car, unless maybe yeah, there are a few things, but that's pretty white trash. It's it, it's just one of those things that you know when you when when you blatantly disregard the the rules and norms of society, it's like, dude, what's stopping you from going further? I'm being asked, what about a place that doesn't have the cart corral in the parking lot? That's weird. I I don't I can't think of a store that doesn't have it. Walk it back to the store. Yeah, right? I mean, walk I mean, it back like, to the front door of the back store. Up to the front. I mean, that's part. Of it, and then find another place to buy your stuff because yeah. like, that's crazy. I guess all these uh, Joe's telling me like you put a quarter in, uh-huh. you pull it out, and then you get the quarter back. Um, you know, when you bring the cart back, now a quarter. I don't know if a quarter is enough incentive. Um, just me feeling like a decent person is enough incentive for me Should to be, do it. Yeah. And I actually am calculated on this. Why I noticed it is because I will drive through the parking lot and find, and I park like three spaces away from it, and I want to put my groceries in the trunk of my car. And so I like the cart corral to be behind my car in the aisle behind me. That way, I just turn around and then push the thing right in there. And if you all took five more minutes to plan your day out and plan your 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 parking out. You wouldn't have to be like, well, I don't know. Where's this thing go? I just want to be an inconsiderate white trash douchebag. I guess I'll just leave it here. I've seen, I, I, you know, it's something on Facebook where it's like, you know, you can tell a lot about somebody by the way they treat the waiter and what they do with their cart. And like, that's yes. all the truth in the world. Right yes. There. Yes, dude. If you're, again, if you're the kind of person that takes your day out on a gas station attendant or the Olive Garden waitress, right. you're a douchebag. You are just an awful person and you're miserable, dude, and you should talk. Talk to somebody about it because you're going to end up strangling a woman with piano wire if you don't. You got to get that stuff under control. And yes, I think it's a slipping of the standard. And Jay brings up a great point, dude. When you, it, It's like lying. Standards are much like lying. If you're willing to lie to me about the little thing that doesn't matter at all, then why would you not be willing to lie to me about the huge thing that will matter to you? And very, standards are very much the same way, where if you're willing to do this, is, dude, the measure of a man is the way he acts when nobody's looking. 
and you should be doing these things because you want to do it and because you know it's the right thing to do, not because somebody else is going to see you and tweet about it. You should know it's wrong and not want to do it for that reason and that reason alone. The president, Donald Trump, is against one measure about these school shootings. He's against one measure over this, and I'm a little head-scratchy on it. Can't quite figure out what his issue is, so we'll try to figure it out together next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 830, we'll pass out these charge tickets. I believe the the tickets are for March the 2nd. Mm-hmm. We'll get you into that here. Around 830, 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. So, um, beefing up security, arming teachers, metal detectors, all these things are all have been ideas floated on how to make schools safer. Mm-hmm. I just think, dude, just homeschool your kids. Just, you know, universal basic income, quit your job, raise your kids, they'll all be weirdos, none of them will know how to talk to other people in public, it'll be great. Obviously, that's a, that's a little bit of sarcasm. I'm not necessarily opposed to homeschooling in certain situations, but I think it's probably overall bad for the entire world to be doing it. Um, one of the things that people wanted to see happen was let's start drills for an active shooter situation, like much like you have a tornado drill, right? And so people wanted to see an active shooter drill kind of created, implemented, and worked into the school system. The president has responded. Donald Trump has responded. And uh, we have his comments. Let's uh, take a listen to those. But active shooter drills is a very negative thing. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if I'm a child and I'm 10 years old and they say, we're going to have an active shooter drill, I say, what's that? Well, people may come in and shoot you. I think that's a very negative thing to be talking about, to be honest with you. I I don't like it. I'd much rather have a hardened school. I don't like it. I don't like... I wouldn't want to tell my son that you're going to participate in an active shooter drill. And I know some of them actually call it that. I think it's crazy. I think it's very bad for children. And I think call- Okay, so what do we tell the kids why their English teacher has a 9mm? I mean, I'm not trying to knock the president. I'm really not. But he wants teachers, he wants to give incentives to teachers to get CCWs and carry in the school. So if, if, if you're a student and you know your teacher has a gun, why do they have the gun? Because somebody might come in here and shoot you. So why are we opposed to one more step of protection? To, to, I mean, and I guess this is like, when you envision teachers with guns, is it concealed or is it are they just carrying it? I, in my mind, it was always concealed. And I, I don't know if that really makes a difference. But like... I don't, I had it as concealed in my mind. I don't know what their actual plan is. I mean, like, would it make more sense to have it out on you? Or like, are you, I I don't know. I guess I I haven't thought about that. I mean, I could have, again, I'm a gun owner. I have a nine millimeter loaded in my apartment right now. Right? And I have a holster where I can, I don't have my CCW, but I have the holster where I can conceal carry and you would have no idea I had it on me right now and yet could still get to it pretty easily so I think that that's what they wanted as to not have the kids see the the six shooter hanging off your hip okay. like Doc Holliday like I, I don't know I just assumed that's the way it would be Um, but if a tor- I mean do tornadoes are negative right <laughs> 
right? right? Why are we doing this? Well, because wind might come over and take the roof off the school, and three of your ki- you know your friends might die. It's gonna scare an eight year old. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. I mean, so like, if if it, I mean, dude, we used to do bomb drills when I was in high right. school. Like, bomb, hey, another country's going to bomb us. Get underneath your desk. I ended up being okay. I, I just, I don't understand. If you want to arm teachers, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it is a valid starting point of a conversation on how we start to curb the amount of school shootings we have. It's not necessarily a system I want, but it's not a crazy point, okay? But if you're willing to do that, then why are you not willing to be like, all right, we're going to take five minutes, we'll right. do a drill, and then we'll go right back to English. Right. We're going to practice this. I mean, and, Get underneath and, and, your desk. Now th- read Beowulf. There's a reason why, like the tornado drill, why the fire drill, why all those, you know, how to get off the bus, all those different things happen is because in a panicked moment, we're talking about kids here. We're talking about eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds, you know, kids that are going to panic and, and going to pick up on the adult, like, you know, in the room knowing something's wrong there. So you do need to have, like, a dress rehearsal of, like, what do we do in these situations? I think a vast majority of schools already probably have something like this in place. I'm hearing from Twitter they're called lockdown drills. Okay, so if if the argument is we don't want to call it active shooter for the sake of a kid, okay, I can get that. I, I can't. I think we're all, it's semantics for sure. Yeah, it totally is. We're splitting hairs at that point. But I but I can meet you in the middle there and do that. Should in, in that mindset, should we change? Tornado drills to like natural disaster climate change drill. Right. right? I mean, like, I mean, like, at what point? Because isn't there supposed to be some fear in there? Isn't there supposed to be some like kids? This is a very serious thing. We're talking about a fire. We're talking that's about how you take it seriously, right? I it, mean, no, that's true. If you sanitize it too far, then you're good. Then a kid might be like, well, then why is this so serious? Yeah, we're just gonna call it happy fun time. Just come on over, and we're gonna have happy fun time, yeah. and it's gonna be okay. There's an argument there. Mike says, I don't know if I like the active shooter drill just for the fact that if you start making the standard now future school shooters know what you're doing in the drill and and you know what i mean and so they'll think about what you're going to do in the drill and they'll create a better system okay this is what this goes back to one of the sayings i always use on the show a criminal will always have more incentive to do the crime than the cop has to stop them the cop's got a salary to stop them the criminal has a life to support you know what i mean like that's i mean they're they're, they're different things and I mean, yeah, like, but you can know that that door is locked and reinforced with something, but you can't get through it. So you can be like, all right, well, I know they're going to, you know, all these classrooms are going to be locked, but like, you're still stopping them from accessing those children. So whether he knows the plan or not, like, I'm being told I'm comparing apples to oranges or tornado drill is a natural disaster, whereas an active shooter drill is created for one reason or another. Okay, dude. I will that okay, Joe. I will speak slowly for you, buddy. I understand that tornadoes and active shooters are both very different situations, but they are both a catastrophe heading for the school. Unfortunate reality. Like nobody wants active shooters to be a real thing, and boy, we wish it could just like like a tornado happen by chance. But like, come on, man. It's. I mean. That's crazy. I mean, dude, I mean, like, that's crazy. I mean, like, okay, so we have an active, or so we have a fire drill. If it's a fire that happened because, you know, the, the lunch lady accidentally started a fire, but we can't have an arson drill? Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're all kind of in the same vein there, man. I, I don't think that's apples to oranges at all. What about teacher-only drills, Kevin wants to know? Teacher-only, like, 
Like they're the ones like, who are, So we don't have the kids doing anything with the drill. We just have teachers on what to do. Dude, it's like wrangling a room full of cats. What are we talking? You have to have the kids involved in this. They're the ones who are they're they're the ones who we're trying to protect. I'm being asked because people always think you do this. Was there more to the conversation? Yeah, he had a 25 minute conversation with a news reporter. I think it was like around 20 minutes, but they handled other subjects. This is the this is this is the component of what he said on this. I, I know everybody thinks I just want to set this thing up to just knock the president down. Meanwhile, dude, I was giving him credit yesterday. Remember? It was just yesterday I was giving this guy credit. I am so sick and tired of this. I'm unfair to this guy. I am over it. I have been more fair to this president than any other media member in the media. And again, I always remind you, I'm not the media. I'm not. Like, I'll give you a perfect example, because this is what makes me so crazy about this, okay? When people want to knock me, or they want to knock Fantone, or they want to knock Rover, or Alan Cox, or whatever, what do they say? Ro- uh, Howard Stern wannabe! You're a Howard Stern wannabe! Did you look at Howard Stern as the media, as the news anchor back in the day? No. I know he called himself the king of all media. Welcome to marketing. Did you look at him as the same way you did 60 Minutes? No, you didn't. So why is it now then, when you want to take place, now we're media. Now, 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 we're, now we're the media elite. When, when you want to knock us, we're just slapstick Howard Stern ripoffs. You never looked at Howard Stern as that guy, ever, until maybe 9-11, when he handled it beautifully. But I'm so sick and tired of this, I just gear it towards hating on this guy, when if you really listen to what I say, no, I don't at all. As a matter of fact, I try very hard to look and find ways where I can give the guy credit. And I was the first one out there telling you that if he gets movement on gun control... He's going to win again, and I will reiterate that this morning. If he gets movement on gun control, he wins. Every conservative I know in my personal life who is a gun enthusiast said, dude, ban bump stocks, let ban bump stocks, let's meet the liberals in the middle, give them a little bit of what they want, we still win, I still have the gun, and then everybody walks away, half a winner, half a loser, and he ends up winning the election again. That's what's going to happen. It's not apples and oranges. Both the, a tornado and a school shooter are both catastrophes heading for your school and preparing both the teacher and the student for it. You can do teacher's drills all you want. But then when the teacher knows what to do in a room full of 45, 50, 11-year-olds because school classes sizes are too big because you guys never want to vote for school levies to pay teachers more and hire more educators, so we got 60, 70 kids to a class, now that teacher has to wrangle 70, 11-year-olds who haven't been shown what to do in this? You got to think it all the way out, man. You got to think it all the way out. If you want, dude, I'm I'm all for this. If you want to put metal detectors at the front door, I can live with that. I don't really want teachers having guns. I don't feel like they're compensated enough to have to think about the decision of pulling a trigger. I don't think that job pays anywhere near that. You can make the same argument with a cop. I totally understand, but they knew what they were signing up for, where a teacher was like, dude, I just want to teach a kid Beowulf. I don't necessarily want to you know, have to be a gun range. So like putting guns in teachers' hands, I'm not wild about it, but it is at least a basis of conversation that we can have an adult debate on. But this is not apples and oranges. These are both things heading to hurt your children. And they're about as random. You don't know, right? Because before you would have said, oh, this happens in other places. And then a gun got brought into Jackson. They're random. Much like now, actually, 
a tornado's less random than a than gun violence. Than a school shooter. You can see a tornado coming for days. I think if I think if you look at parents who have lost their children in natural disasters and parents who have lost their kids in gun violence, I mean, I don't think either one of them's like, yeah, but at least you didn't get shot, or at least you wasn't in a tornado. You lost your kid, dude. I mean I don't I don't know if there's that much of a difference there. Like I said at the onset of this at the beginning of the week. That if you really want to try to curb this as much as humanly possible, it's going to be borrowing a little bit from every single idea. What's happening right now is is that we have dead kids in schools, and it's the, one of the worst tragedies you can have. So what does the human being? Do? What does the human brain do? I can't comprehend this. I want to go back to feeling better. So let me look for broad, simple solutions to a very complex issue. Until you start to understand that it's not going to be broad stroke, it's not going to be one thing, that it's going to have to be a conversation, we're going to all have to give, we're all going to have to come together, take a little bit of this idea, a little bit of that idea, quit looking for the broad, easy solutions. Let me, because the armed guard in the school is the other one, right? Let's put armed guards in there. Okay, fine, let's do it. I'm with you, let's do it. How many? One on every floor? One for every classroom? In the auditorium, in the gymnasium, where do they go? Where do they sit? What do they do when there's not a shooter? How much are we paying them? Is it one per school? How, how many is it? Because all I see is armed guards. Okay, well, great. All right. So, what's an average graduating class here in Star County? 300, 350? Yeah, probably. I'm guessing. I'm just, I was going to say, honestly, some schools bigger, some schools smaller. I'm but that's purely probably, guessing. That's probably about accurate. I mean, uh, but I, I bet that's. I bet it's not way off base. It's a school. That's a school of a thousand plus kids in it. You know, a thousand to fifteen hundred. That's probably about I feel like your average. Not bad. Probably about your average high school. I'm then. pretty sure that's okay. what my graduating class was. It was okay. right around there, right? Okay. So, how many armed guards do you want per 350 students? It's not one. It's not one. I mean. And what happens when a student gets killed in crossfire? Like what hap- oh, What happens there? God, you know I never I mean? even thought like of that. That's that's that. I mean, there's. I, I, I'm not opposed to any of these ideas. I'm not against teachers having guns. I'm not against armed guards. I'm not against like active school shooters. It's it, you're right. We like you just have to look at this from a, a, a variety of different ways. Pick out what makes sense, and, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can come up with something that saves some lives. You borrow water from all buckets to fill your carafe. That's what you do. That's what you do. It's like I said about the opioid problem. There, and this is a bad analogy right now, given what's going on. But there is no silver bullet. So you fire clips at it until something sticks. More Stansberry Show and Canton Charge tickets right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. What's going on, guys? You got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It's Cleveland Auto Show time. And you know what that means? You're saving thousands of dollars off the next car you want. Right now at Wakeham Ford, you can grab an F-150 free show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We have Canton Charge tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. This afternoon from 2 to 4, catch Fantone. He'll, he'll be at the new Raising Canes on Dressler. Getting you hooked up with Kid Rock tickets this afternoon. Yeah, exciting stuff. Don't get me wrong. Going to see the American Badass is great. But, dude, we're talking about American Badass chicken tenders right there. Raising Canes, can't wait. Crinkle Cub Fries, Coleslaw, some of that Texas toast. And the cane sauce, baby. So we were discussing uh, during the break further Trump's resistance to active shooter drills. And, uh, you know, people were telling me, you know, I, I brought up the tornado drill and the bomb drills. And people told me they're like. You know, you're you're comparing apples and oranges. And Fantone brought up a great point during the break. He's like, D- 
dude, the, the the similarities between apples and oranges are are, are, are there's a lot of them. There I mean, is, dude. They're both round. Yeah. They're both fruit. Yeah. Both got skin. Yeah. Lots of similarities. You know what I mean? You take taste and texture out and color. Well, it, it's not like you're comparing like apples and freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a much harder comparison to make. Apples to oranges, eh, I think I, I, I can make that. Yeah, both small round fruit. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there, there are a lot things. of a lot of commonalities in in those things. There, Emily also wrote in and said, "Hey, look, when I was in school, Stansbury, we had Alice." Um, these were drills where we would practice boarding up a door. Everyone had to grab something to throw at the person of threat. Yeah. We had a meeting point down the road from the school where we would jump out of the windows and meet there. That sounds good. I know a lot of people get frustrated for some reason or like think it's stupid that uh, you instruct kids to throw stuff at these at these assailants or whatever that, you know, well, if you're a gunman and you've got an, you know, uh, an AK-47 and you're just, you know, mowing down fourth graders, what's a book getting thrown at you going to stop? Um, the point isn't to stop them. The point isn't like to distraction, to, right? Well, it, it's 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 if you get hit with the book, it might take you another five seconds to get back onto that. One gun. two kids get out of the door, uh, right? Exactly. Every every kid that's not in that room gets five seconds further away. So like, I, you, you, once again, you just kind of have to stop looking at it of like in this small minute by minute thing and take a, a step back, look at the big picture. Jumping on a win- I mean, what if you're on the third or fourth floor though? I mean, dude. I, I, I mean, be, I'd rather have a broken leg than than, yes, than, be, than be shot. shot. But obviously, this is probably a situation where, like, you know, the the the, the condition or where you are at that time is going to change what your escape plan is. Which is why it's even more important if you do have a school that's multiple floored and there's multiple exits of why you have to be very clear with these kids of, hey, this is what you're supposed to do in a moment like this. And I think stuff like that, when it comes to like, well, what do we jump out of a window or what are we supposed to do? That goes back to what I said earlier in the week of. We need to make it a priority if we're not going to worry about or we're not, we can't figure out gun control and we can't figure out mental health issues. Well, then can we at least give schools the tools to like make it out? Can we give them ladders to go out that window? Can we give them the locks necessary? Can we give them the bulletproof glass and things like that? Where if we can't decide should teachers have guns, they should have the resources available to, to help kids survive. I mean, do you put like bouncy houses outside of the windows? <laughs> I mean, I mean, ladders are going to be slow, right? Like, I mean, maybe, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? It's the only solution. Just gun dr- violence, we got to get a bouncy house. <laughs> driving past schools and there's inflatable slides coming out of the windows. Dude, have you ever seen one of those things go flying off the, dude, no way. We can dude, yes, I did. I lost, no. dude, I once lost the buzzard inflatable oh, in Lake geez. Erie. Oh, like, I was, I was at, like, I don't know, with some concert at, like, down there underneath that bridge, and the munch was like, yeah, yeah, you gotta get the buzzard up, homie. And I was like, all right, dude. So I got like a sample of 30 of us. We all got a string trying to hold on to that mullet bird. And next thing it's just shaking in the wind. And the wind just talk it, took it right in the middle of Lake Area. It went. I, uh, I, I 100% believe it. I can't wait to get Munch aside of that story. For, uh, dude, he was so, he dude, was. he was so pissed. Of course he so was. So pissed. I had to call him at home. He was like having dinner with his family. It's like, what do you want, homie? I'm having dinner with Donna. What do you want? Said, dude, Munch, the buzzard is floating in the middle of Lake Erie. <laughs> what the hell did you do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was. He was kind of on me on that one. I, uh, I, I'm for drills. I really am. I think that they could be beneficial. I hate to be joking around about this. It's very right, serious. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I know we just had a local in, you know, um, situation here. I'm obviously not making light of that. 
But I, 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 I don't know why a drill is bad. I'm sorry. I, this, I said this the other day. Information breeds confidence. Silence breeds fear. And so, like, the more you educate somebody on something, the better they know, the more they know about it, the less fear you're going to have. And you're going to be, I think it's going to help you. I don't know. And people are like, well, you know, you're taking away the time they have to learn other things. Okay. You pull your sixth grader this afternoon on what they learned at school all day. They learned how to trade Pokemon cards and how to swap peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's what you're learning. We all know that. I think there's, I, I think there's, you need to adopt some of this. And if you want to call it something else, you want to call it a lockdown versus active shooter, I, I guess. think you're getting a little. I mean, aren't you getting a little PC? A little snowflakey, if you are, ask are, me. Are, are you getting a little snowflakey? I think maybe you are. But ultimately, if that's the, but if I have to give you that to get what I want, which is drills, fine. Call it something else. Lockdown drill it is. More Stansberry Show. Can't charge tickets around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Catch Fantone this afternoon from 2 to 4. He'll be at the new Raising Canes on Dressler. He'll have Kid Rock tickets for you as well. Yeah, Kid Rock, uh, this is like your last opportunity to win those. So uh, stop on by, get some chicken, and get some Kid Rock tickets. I might, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I might have a few Stansbury Show pint glasses left. Okay. All right. And if I do, I'll send those with you. Try to make it happen. I'll look and see what's in the office. Yeah, I know we've got prizes. I know Raising Cane's giving away a ton of stuff as well. But at the end of the day, man, if delicious chicken's not enough for you, I don't know what to tell you. So yesterday I was back at the gym. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been steadily at it, steadily trying to stay at it. Um, I, I did a pretty, pretty good workout yesterday. And so I found myself in the hot tub when I was done. Well, first I did like a 40-minute sauna session. Then I was like, all right, let's, you know, we'll we'll end the workout with a little hot tub session. I assume this has something to do with the dong count here. No, I no dongs no? yesterday. Okay, all right. Saw the no dongs yesterday. All right, well, that's a good day, I would say. I mean, I've had like nine in like two weeks, so yeah, it's, right. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> all right. It's a lot. Um, But I was sitting in the hot tub. There was nobody in there, right? So it was just me, and I'm just sitting in there. I'm just like letting the bubbles go over you. You know, just let, you know, massaging out the back. Okay. And then next thing I know, the door opens, and an older gentleman walks in. Hangs up his towel on the rack. He gets in the water and he just looks at me and he says, is it going to bother you if we just sit here and don't say a word to one another? And I was like, no. That would that would be that would that would be great. Was this was this Stansberry from the future, like coming back to come save yourself from something? Because good lord, no, of course not. I mean, I, I, who when you're in a sauna, first of all, I don't like the idea of like hotel saunas or even really like gym saunas because like I feel like once you're in there, or, like once you're in the hot tub, you don't want to. I don't want uh, like it's it's me. I don't I don't want to talk to anybody. I, I actually got approached it. by I got approached by a listener in the sauna. Oh, and like yeah, that's what I mean. He was really cool though, so it was like it was like five minutes and it was back you know to to normal life. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Actually, he was a really nice guy. Um, but then, you know, but then I go into the hot tub, and like I said, this guy walks in, opens the door, gets in, and goes, "You mind if we just sit here and we don't say anything to each other?" And I was like, "Okay." It's like, "No, actually, that's who I am." He goes, "Dude, I've had a terrible week." Okay. So then it's that, quiet. That should be the end of the story. Okay. That was the end of the story. Okay. But then another guy opens the door. All right. 
walks in, gets in the hot tub, and he looks at the the first guy and says, "Oh, hey, John, how are you?" Blah Oof. blah blah, Oof. and he just starts like telling this guy his life story. Yeah, I changed Jason Oil in the driveway yesterday. Mickey's got to get brakes on that wagon. I don't know what we're gonna do. Just like laying this like story on this guy. Right? They're obviously friendly, know right. one another. I don't know a single person. John looks over at me with that look, like I'm going to drown this old bastard in this hot tub, and you're going to help me keep this lie. As you get older, you kind of have to like, I don't know, like like you have to put on those airs. You have to be like, oh hey Daryl, and you know talk to him. But like, dude, I'm sure that was terrible for him. He thought he was going to go in there, soak it up with Stansberry, just dude yeah. souping it, just you know, just laying around getting those bones wet. And uh, no, John coming in had to dude had to have the conversation. Those things are so important, man. Like I just I found myself yesterday. I just kind of had my foot, my right foot, like pressed up against one of the jets. And like just feeling it massage the bottom of your foot. Like I got out of there yesterday and the stress that I had in my body before it was just all gone. That's one of those things. And I know we talked about the uh, the golf simulator earlier. If 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 I turn into a homeowner, a hot tub just seems like, well, of course you would get that. I mean, of course you a would. A lot of people say you it's like a pool. You use it a lot the first six months you have it, and then after that it goes to rest. What I would tell you, dude, is get a sauna. It, They're like fifteen hundred bucks. At least, at least with like a pool. I mean, that's a lot of upkeep. Hot tub, you really don't have to do anything for. I mean, like, oh, you still. I mean, you still got to drain it and clean cl- uh, clean the body of it. Right, but I mean, how much easier is that than a pool? Than a pool, it's oh, infinitely easier. Dude. Where it's like, yes, if once a year you're cleaning it out, that's that's okay. But like, I I, I, I see a, I see a hot tub as a much better investment than a pool. Where it's like a pool, a ton of work. Hot tub, yeah, you got especially somewhere. in Ohio. Yeah. Like my brother's pool in Vegas. Like every time we have to drain that thing and. Scrub it. it. It takes all day. It is such a long process. Now it's worth it. You know what I mean? Well, you um, live in Vegas. Yeah, yes. I mean, when it's 130 degrees in the summer, 110 degrees in the summer, yeah, yeah, you want it. But the look on that guy's face yesterday, he was just like, you could just tell. He's like, I just want to be in here. I want to be relaxed. I don't want anybody talking to me. I think Fantone, you'd be very shocked to see Jim Stansberry. Really, I, Jim Stansberry. Yeah, I, all right, it's his I, alias. I, I think I think you would be very surprised. Of I have been very shocked on who I am. Like, a lot of my neurosis isn't coming through in the gym situation. Really? No, like, I'm talking to people, I'm hanging really? out with them, I'm making friends. Uh, Dude, I played one-on-one hoops the other day with some guy. Considering that you didn't start going to the gym until it was New Year's resolution day is dead. You yeah, know I, waited in, I waited until that water uh, I'm, I'm surprised that you feel comfortable at this point, because let's be real, I mean, it's been under two weeks. Two weeks yeah, so, like, weeks. you know, but yeah, good for you, buddy. No, I, uh, I, I've been very pleasantly surprised with who I am. I don't know why. I think it's because the same 25, 30 people work out there every day. And I'm like, well, dude, you can't be rude. You're, you're going to see him again tomorrow. Maybe that's what it is. But I've been very pleasantly surprised with who I am in there. I'm just having conversations with people, talking to them about stuff I don't care about. I am Jim. Jim Stansberry here, dude. I like it. I like it a lot. You're yeah, alias. Although I was sitting in the sauna, like I said yesterday, and this guy opens the door. He's like, you're Dan Stansberry, right? And I was like, yeah. Sat right down. He's like, dude, my name's Dan, too. Let me just tell you, I think it's awesome everything you did for Canton. And like I said, he was like the nicest guy in the world world so it didn't matter at all but i was a little bit like dude i'm fat i'm slumped over in here i got like six thousand, you know sweat dribbles running down my down my man boobs get out of here get out of here i want to sit in my fatness all by my damn self more stansbury show and a trip out to los angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio music awards next on rock 106.9 the stansbury show rock 106.9 106.9 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday with Albert Wooden, president of Save 22, you're going to want to hear that interview. I felt like it was pretty good. He gave us a lot of good uh, information on why um, and some reasons that 22 veterans a day take their lives. Again, I believe the website is Save22Vet.com or Save22.Vet, sorry. Save22.Vet. And uh, they're doing a walk early May. I think it's like May 5th. Um, uh, we're going to take part in that. As we get a little closer, we'll give you more information on that. I, um, You knew it was going to be a heavy conversation yesterday when you're talking about suicide in veterans. Um, but one of the things I really liked about it was like the uh, the optimism, like the, hey, we can do something about this. This isn't, you know, this isn't the way it has to be. Like, you can do something. You just have to do it. Right. I, um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, he had a lot of good insight. And it looks like we are, we had a meeting yesterday um, after he left the building. We had a meeting with management. It does look like we are going to try to put a golf with a vet um, event together with Save 22 sometime over this summer. Right. Um, where we'll pair people up with veterans. We'll all go play golf together and that whole thing. It looks like that's going to happen. Nice. I hope so. Nice. I hope, I hope that happens. A grandmother is left penniless. She blew her life savings, Fantone, because doctors told her, you're going to be dead in five years. They told her, dude, you're going to be dead in five years. Enjoy your life. She's 62. She was given uh, the death wish November of 2016 by doctors who told her she was suffering from incurable dementia. A terrible way to, to have oh. to live out your final days, man. I mean, I, I that's one of those things, and I know that, that people have said, like, well, you smoke a bunch of weed, that's going to happen to you eventually. Something I'm genuinely afraid of in I life. I am, too. I don't want that to happen. I am I am very... Dude, I once knew a girl that had Alzheimer's at 38. It was one of the saddest things you've ever seen. That's really, really young to get that disease. Really young. And there's no great age to have it. But, like, I felt like I was like, man, and watching that, it was... It was a struggle. I mean, I think that the the cause of it is still very much a concern, or it's still very much a question to scientists. But there is that level of like, man, you have you have abused your brain for like years now, and it's like, dude, it, eventually that's going to have a price tag on it. And I do, I worry about it all the time. Uh, yeah, I do. I, it is one of those things that I, I can't lie; it does cross my mind. So she was told that the remainder of her life, Jackie Dib, sixty two, um, was was going to be. Not the greatest, obviously, because mm-hmm. she's been diagnosed as suffering from a frontal temporal dementia. And she was, um, so she went on a spending spree. She was like, look, if I'm not going to be alive, if I got five years, I'm going to live it up. I can't blame her. I mean, I, why, why, why not rack up a bunch of debt? You always hear like, you always hear this. People say, you know, you should live every day as if it's your last day. And I always say, well, that's what Whitney Houston did. <laughs> and look how that turned out. But yeah, like if I had a very short time to go, I'd be like, dude, let's blow it all out. I would be that way, right? So it turns out she spent all her money, over 10000 It ended up being uh, total about $20,000. She cleared out all the accounts, which, by the way, your husband's still going to be alive, so I don't know what the hell you were like putting right. him in the poorhouse for. But it turns out she went back to the doctor, and she's just suffering from severe anxiety, that she does not have the frontal temporal dementia, and she's going to be just fine. She's going to live a long life, and now she's broke. So guess what she's doing? She's suing the doctors over the misdiagnosis, which if you've been misdiagnosed, like if you just told me you wanted to sue because you lost the money, that's kind of on you. Like still, like I said, your husband's still alive. You probably got kids, that kind of stuff. Spending all the money was a bad plan. But 
misdiagnosed is a bad like that is something we have to make sure doesn't happen. Yeah, at the end of the day, like there's no expiration date on you. And even if they say, hey, you have stage four cancer or stage four dementia or whatever it is, they can say five years is their estimation. But I'm sure any doctor would have said to you, this is an estimation. This isn't like this isn't a hey, this is a prediction. You know what I mean? Right. And it's certainly not a guarantee. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so even if you would have had this dementia, you could have said, you know, the doctor could say, hey, you got about five years left. That five years could have turned into 10 years. You know what I mean? So very easily, like, yes, well, that's your responsibility. What leaps in what leaps in the disease could we make? Right, 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 right. right. What medical <laughs> technology could come out or medicines I mean, or blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it, to tomorrow, for all you know, you could wake up tomorrow and they could be like, hey, dude, we're curing cancer now. Like, you just, you just don't know. Now, when it comes to this misdiagnosis, and I agree with you that obviously, like, this woman was wronged in that sense. Does, I mean, this doctor didn't do that maliciously. Does no. that Does that discourage? Yeah, yeah you, you do got to be careful here a little because... Uh, Doctors are all they are are human beings. That's all they are. We always make this thing that, like, yes, they are more educated than you probably are, and they are, Hopefully, they have yeah. been educated. Well, let's hope, yeah. right? And that they have been educated in this area of expertise and all that. That's fine. But they are still human, which is what? Prone to error. And so there, I, I, you do need room for mistakes for, for to happen here. And if you're misdiagnosed, like there's a little to me it's different than wrongful death. Like where where if you if you did something legitimately wrong during an operation and it led to that patient dying, that to me is different than oh hey, we kind we thought it was this, turns out we were wrong. What if I was misdiagnosed of like, hey, went and you said, nope, no cancer, you're fine, you're healthy. A year later, I find out that, no, you had cancer this entire time. It didn't come back, but you have had you it had this it, entire you've time. Had, you've had it this entire time, and if we would have done something a year ago, maybe we could have saved your life. But now, you know, like I said, it's stage four, and there's nothing you can do here. That's a problem. That that's a problem. I, I know the concept of like suing people is like no, you can't. You're a terrible person. You are, but there's got to be some sort of repercussions. There's got to be something on the flip side of the mistakes you make when you're in a position. You like You kind of missed the boat on it. You know what I mean? Like I, that you can't. The, uh, you, you can't just let it be like, yeah, well, hey, I made a mistake, dude. If you and I make a mistake, consequences to our mistake. No sure, question about yeah. it. Like no, no doubt about it. And. We'll actually, well, yeah, I mean, do we make a mistake? We accidentally tell you somebody who's playing a concert. Right, 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 right. Um, but, but, but these are people's lives we're talking about, not playing Godsmack twice. It's also real. I mean, I got to be careful here, but because um, this is a personal thing and, um, I'm, and I'm not sure how it was left. But I know from experience that suing for wrongful death is so much harder than you think it is. That you think it's like that it's cut and dried. It's not, dude. These these medical systems they figured it out. Yeah. They they figured out how to counterbalance all of that. I mean, with so many medical suits that you get yourself to, or that people found themselves involved in, there's a limit amount, a limited amount that a doctor can be held liable for. And it's like, dude, if you cause, you know, if your if your misdiagnosis or your negligence on the job caused for my child to have to have treatment for the rest of his life, that's going to cost a million dollars. But I can only sue you for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I'm effed here. Yeah, they have they figured it out. I think I was deposed. Was it 13 times? 
over two years. Jesus Christ, who has the time to handle that 13 times? And, dude, dude, he, well, especially when you think about the fact, dude, I'm not the doctor. Right. Well, you, no, he is not. Nancy is very not I, a doctor. I'm not the doctor. I was just the family member. Like, what do you have to talk to me 13, 13 times, times right. for? Like why? Like and so like that's what they do. They just bleed you to death in lawyer fees, dude. And just they know that. Like the, that lawsuits are so much money. And that, uh, as a matter of fact, my lawyer ended up telling me they're like Dan. They're just gonna outspend you. That's all they're going to do. They have five hundred lawyers on this. You have one. All of those lawyers book at two thousand dollars an hour, and they're just gonna flood you with paperwork to, until you go away. And sure enough, that's what we ended up doing. We ended up having to go away. And I still, to this day, in my heart of hearts, in my gut, know for a fact that had, because this, my family member had been life flighted and they were left on the life flight deck and not brought into the hospital and given a blood thinner. And had they been brought in and been given the blood thinner, I mean, dude, it was plain as day in the, in the, in the documents when I read it that that person would have been alive. Now, may have been, may have died since. It's been 15 years, but they would have lived through that. I mean, it looked, as a matter of fact, when the, when the lawyer first took it, he was like, dude, I do this all the time. I sue hospitals all the time. He was like, this is legitimate, but I'm telling you that it still might not end up the way you want it to go because they just, they have figured this out. They have figured out how to win lawsuits they should not win. Suing for the, those kinds of things, I think, is harder now than ever before because we did kind of go through in this country a lawsuit crazy culture for a while. We did. And I understand corporations got to protect themselves but they're just gonna outspend you but i don't care if a doctor told me i was dying tomorrow if i was married i'm not emptying the bank account because i'm leaving other people behind who need that money to pay the rent so a little bit of this is still ultimately on her more sansbury show right around the corner guys hang on your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Awards now. Text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Stansbury here for the Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You can catch Fantone this afternoon from 2 to 4. He'll be at the Raising Canes on Dressler, a brand new location just opened this week. If you've never had Raising Canes, you want to go. It's so good. I mean, Fantone kind of sucks, but the chicken's <laughs> Fantastic. You know what I mean? The chicken is great. And uh, there's something about the sauce that's really good. I uh, I got Kid Rock tickets, man. I know I got some charge tickets I'll be giving away as well. So uh, this is your last chance for those Kid Rock tickets. Stop on by. I'm excited, man. I really am. I think I'm going to get there a little bit early, get that little uh, that little Caniac basket going on, get, get, my, get my lunch on, and, and then, then talk to the people. Oh, dude, it sounds so good. I actually did check my office. I do have Sansbury Show pint glasses. Nice. Nice. So I'll send you. I only have a few, but I All will right. send you with what I have. I uh, I feel like I might need to snag one of those. I feel like my collection of those has like deteriorated. Once upon a time, I think I had like six, and then I gave a couple to my mom, and then I gave a couple to one of my friends, and then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, I I I'm on the Stansberry show. I need one of those. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I actually have. I did save a a few for me that I have some in my house that I use. And they've been in some Instagram photos, and like girls have hit me up and like, dude, so you feel special? And I'm like, no, I feel like a douche holding this thing with my own name on it. But I, um, I did save us. I saved a six pack, sent them to Vegas, and they're in storage with my mom. And and he feels a little special about it too. Don't let him lie to you. You know, I uh, I once upon a time got into an argument with another radio show host. Because he would not put the sticker. Let's go fight him right now, dude. I will fight that dude. <laughs> he he wouldn't put the sticker of his own show on his car because he felt like it was it, it was kind of like 
like when Brett Michaels wears a poison T-shirt on stage. Yeah, it, he kind of felt like it, it came yeah. off like that, and I yeah. was like, "Dude, you're nuts! It's 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 promoting and this and that." And now, like, we have those stickers, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know mm. if I really want to put that on my on my car like that either." I feel like I because I, I don't want I don't want to get out of the car and have people feel like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't want to feel like people looking at me like I that. I actually saw somebody with a sticker the other day on Tusk. So whoever that was, shout out to you driving some kind of like gold piece of crap. But nonetheless, we had a Stansbury <laughs> Show sticker on it, so thumbs up. I see a lot of those around, but I I, I I I would agree with you. There is a little bit of like it's, I don't I, I don't have a problem with you putting it on there. I just feel like if somebody saw me and was like, oh, pff, well, yeah, of course, douchebag. So yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I know. What you're There's saying. something about it like that. You know what I mean? That that I feel weird about. So in the wake of school shootings, everybody's out for solutions, right? Everybody's out for the yep. for, for the easy solution, and I maintain that I don't think there really is an easy solution. Um, nor do I believe that there's a solution. Solution means that you will eradicate it. I don't think you can do that, but I definitely think we can take major steps as human beings and we can curb it. And when we're talking about lives being lost, I'll take curbing versus nothing. Okay, right. I, will, right. I will absolutely take that over nothing. So the president has addressed this in a couple of different ways. We already played you the audio earlier this morning on how he felt about active shooter drills. Doesn't love them. Um, but they got on the topic of video games and movies, and the president had a couple of interesting opinions. We have that audio. Let's take a listen. We have to look at the Internet because a lot of bad things are happening to young kids and young minds, and their minds are being formed. And uh, we have to do something about uh, maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it, and also video games. I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts and then you go the further step and that's the movies you see these movies they're so violent and yet a kid is able to see the movie if sex isn't involved but killing is involved and maybe they have to put a rating system for that and you you know you get into a whole very complicated very big deal but the fact is that you are having movies come out that are so violent with the killing and everything else that maybe that's another thing we're going to have to discuss. And a lot of people are saying it. You have these movies today where you can go and have a child see the movie, and yet it's so violent and so disgusting. So we may have to talk about that also. Okay, so there's a there's a lot going on here in this clip. So I'll remind you that er, it was just earlier this week we read you the study from Villanova University where where they looked into it. And they said, at right now, there is absolutely no link whatsoever to violent video games to school shooters. Right? They said, as a matter of fact, the link goes the other way. That as, as a matter of fact, most of the data they collected from school shooters, most of them did not play video games. Now, I don't know how they really figure that out. Mm-hmm. It, it, that felt a little flimsy to me. I know it set off the red alarm in Fantone's head the other day. You felt like that was a real flimsy argument. I have famously said on this show a thousand times that the media blamed Columbine on video games and Marilyn Manson, and they totally did. If you go back and look at that coverage, it was all, it's Marilyn Manson, it's Eminem, it's the video games, which of course is crazy. Okay, But I did say yesterday, and I maintain, that it is going to be a component in it that if you, dude, your brain is like your body. If all you feed it is garbage, what's it going to build? Garbage. Right? So, I mean, like, if, if it is a component of it, like, what's that logical next step of... The logical next step is... Well, the dude, again, you gotta give the video game industry credit here. Because, dude, they went out and sought parental advisory labels for their products. They, dude, they, they went and said, no, 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 we're gonna do this on our own. We don't want to be dragged into this. We'll self-regulate. 
Like, they, dude, they wanted to be on the forefront of this. Now, part of that is they wanted to be able to signal, look, we're a good, we're a good industry. When in reality, they knew what. They knew what Nikki Six knew. You slap a parental advisory on something, it makes everybody want it. Nikki Six once said, "I'm going to make the next cover of the Motley Crue album nothing but the parental advisory sticker." Because he, he, he I remember him saying, "Dude, you're going to put that sticker on my album? Make it bigger." He was like one of the artists that wanted the sticker to be bigger because he knew it's just going to make kids want it, right? He was a good marketer, but you got to be careful here because. Yes, I do think I would limit how much my kids were were ingesting that stuff, yet I believe I should be able to play Call of Duty. My kids. My kids is what we're talking about here. You make the decisions for your kids however you want to. If you want to let right. them play video games, you let them play video games, let them play Call of Duty, let them play Grand Theft Auto, let them play whatever the hell they want. They're your kids. So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I can agree that, like, yes, there is there is some detrimental effect to the media that you consume. I think it's crazy to think otherwise, um, but this, once again, it feels like censorship to me. It feels like government overreach. It feels like somebody telling me this is what you are and are not allowed to consume. We already have rating systems. He's just asking for a further further implementation of a rating system, right? Which we already have. We have a rating system for movies. I mean, and and, and I guess here's what, like, if that's what we're focusing on is what is the further rating implementation, I don't know what's going to help. I mean, I don't. I don't think it helps at all. But I think by pointing blame at these things, I think by pointing the finger at these things you're opening up that door towards well then we shouldn't consume these things we shouldn't produce these things these things should not be allowed to exist i think again the study came out was it two months ago that you don't start to develop your adult brain till after 24 i mean dude they're starting now they're the dude that we're extending adolescence now to 24 think about that like that's pretty late in life we're adolescents for adolescents to continue all the way to 24 that I do believe, man, that it, that that dude, these YouTube videos and some of this stuff that it can that it can be a component in it. However, I just because a video game can't like all right, let's make it Call of Duty's problem, right? Just because Call of Duty can lead somebody to doing this and and contribute to it doesn't mean that it has to. Meaning, dude, I play that stuff all the time. I'm never gonna shoot up a public building ever. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen because I have too much respect for me, ultimately. I have too much respect for other people, even people I don't know, the human race in general. And I have a healthy fear of prison, and which is what keeps me living on the right side of the line. So obviously, if you list all those things, there's also a mental health issue in here. So you can you 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 compile mental health with with violent imagery. Yes, that I believe that the, you're you're mixing a concoction in the brain that can be dangerous. Doesn't mean that it will be, but I'm with you. It's like here's why I don't care about rating systems, and this is selfish because I'm 40 years old. When I take Doesn't out my apply. ID, I'm going to be able to buy and whatever I want. I'm going to be able to, to go see whatever I want. And I dealt with rating systems as a kid. I remember going to Talmadge Movie Theater, and I couldn't get into an R movie when I was a kid. Now, I, I, you know what I mean? So, But now is the argument going to be, well, like, well, if you don't stop adolescence until 25, well, you shouldn't be allowed to see a rated R movie until you're 25. And, I mean, just yesterday we were talking about should 16-year-olds be allowed to vote? And it's like... Right. That's, I mean, again, that would... You're right. That I mean, that was a hypothetical. Um because I do, I do think it's strange that we then thrust this planet onto people 
we make decisions that they can't raise their hand in, and yet it's the world they're going to inherit. That part, it does. It bothers me. Ultimately, I'm not sure it's enough for me to move the voting age. I'm, I'm surprised we're back to this argument. I feel like after Columbine, this argument was pretty... Pretty rejected. Pretty like, there was, yes, of course, there's always going to be people fighting for one thing that you disagree with. But for the most part, I felt like most Americans were like, no, no, we can't blame this on Marilyn Manson and video games. So do you think that this is him moving the blame off of somebody else by design and moving it back to to Hollywood? I I mean, I think there's at least somewhat of an argument there. I would think so, too. You know Trump hates Hollywood and the liberal elites of it. So I do think there's a little bit of like, well, yeah, we're going to point the finger there. But Hollywood's an easy target. Because it's so broad, it's not one. It's not one studio. It's kind of like yeah, the 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 movies. You know what I mean? And that, I think that's why so many politicians always attack it is because it's so broad that you're not really painting a bullseye on MGM or New Line or whatever. You're painting a bullseye on them all, and it gets kind of like wishy washy in there. But much like I think pornography exposure to a young child is detrimental to the sexuality of that kid, then I would have to imagine rifling a bunch of violent imagery into your brain is ultimately not great. It's, But again, just because your kid can't necessarily handle it doesn't mean it needs to be taken off the shelf so I can't buy it. That's where you lose me. You want to start talking rating systems, make it harder, stricter, harder for for kids to get things? I'll meet you there. However, again, you know what kids are? They're ultimately... Dude, here's what kids are, and here's what you are. The kids are the criminals, you're the cop. And what do I always say about that situation? That the criminals have more incentive to get away with it than you do to catch it. And so I do think that you build this, well, I'm not supposed to have it, now I want it. And so you got to be careful with that kind of stuff, too. I Again, I think this is going to be a, it's a factor in the overall complex problem, but I think it's a very small factor. But you should, given the fact that we're seeing how many of these, I know we can argue about whether it's been 18, 19, 3, or 5, how many it's actually been, we're seeing more of these than we have in, in the past. It seems like it's getting worse every year. So I'm all for exploring all the components. But that doesn't mean you knee-jerk, overreact, take Call of Duty off the shelves today. That's not what I'm saying. But maybe I'm being selfish here that I don't care about further rating systems because my ID is going to get me anything I want, no matter what you rate it. Like, I'm going to be able to buy it and consume it. So maybe I'm being a little too selfish there and what I'm thinking. But I don't necessarily think just because you bought your kid Call of Duty World War II that they're going to be a school shooter tomorrow. I don't buy that. I really don't. I don't necessarily think it's all the movie theater's fault. More Stansberry Show and those charge tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. I'll be there, and I will mow you down under my tires. I promise that. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I liked women. Women, 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 women. And here he is, 
having the time of his life. <laughs> There's his big brains falling. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Uh, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much your take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the key. I had to take off my shoes. Run. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Who do I get? I was like a peck. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Join Fantone this afternoon from 2 to 4. He'll be at Raising Cane's on Dressler. Getting you hooked up with Kid Rock tickets. He'll also have some Sands Ray Show pint glasses with him, too. That's all secondary, though. We're talking about those chicken tenders, baby. That's what it's all about. They're the star of the show. Nobody wants to see me. Everyone wants to see those tenders. I, I got to be honest with you. Today's one of those days where I wish I didn't have to promote things. Why is that? Because... Dude, I want to eat, man. Like, I've, we've been talking about that all day, the Raising Cane's, and yeah. it's the weekend. Yeah. And um, I've had my, for what they call, cheat meal for the week already. I burned it up on Tuesday, so I, I have to, I have to, I have to try to stay on the, on the eyes rest. on the prize. Okay, eyes I on get the you. prize. I exactly. Get I'm going I get back, you. I'll be going back to the gym this afternoon. But dude, you're killing me because I, dude, I want a caniac meal so bad, dude. You have, I'm so, dude. Here's the thing. There's nothing better than when you try something awesome for the first time, right? And I've got that in front of me. I know I do. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm legit excited. Like, it, it, you know, there's some stuff. It's like, well, dude, you're just saying that for the radio, right? And it's like, not this time, baby. I'm about that caniac life again. All right, the chicken stands on its own. Right. Don't be a rook. I'm getting a gallon of that sauce, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm getting a large soda's worth of that sauce. What I would do is they give you two cups in it, okay? One cup's for the bread, and then take the lid off of one of the other cups and drizzle it liberally across your fries. Conservatively! No, <laughs> but dribble it liberally across the fries, and dude, you're going to have the best afternoon ever. Two sauces, two chains. I like it, baby. Your boy's in. Your boy is in on it. Yeah, that's delicious. Two sauces, two chains, two o'clock. I'll be there. I uh, I, I love it. Two o'clock this afternoon, two to four, Raising Cane's Phantoms there. But, uh, outside of that, dude, you got the chocolate bar this weekend, too? Well, I got the Canton Charge tonight. Oh, so, yeah, uh, so, so Canton Charge basketball, you can still get yourself some tickets. T-shirts are going to be available for the first 2,000 people uh, as we uh, stomp the Mad Ants. And then tomorrow night, chocolate bar, your boy's going to be busy. Your boy's got things going on. Nice. What do you got going on? What's the story with Stansbury? Dude, I wish I, I have. So here's the thing. I hate when I do this because then everybody's like, no, I heard you on the radio. So you don't have plans. But uh, you don't have any plans. I, I, I have no plans. And that's the way I want it. I don't want to do much. I really don't. 
I kind of want to just work out all weekend, stay on the schedule, be well, keep my head down, maybe watch a little golf, maybe even play a little more indoor golf, um, something like that. But outside of that, I don't really want to like you know load down my weekend full of plans and things. It feels nice to not have like four Agora shows to work this weekend and that kind of stuff. It feels kind of nice just to be able to relax. We do have some Canton Charge tickets. Yeah, we do. We'll take caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Teresa will get you hooked up with another trip out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. That's at 11 a.m. this morning. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a safe weekend. See you. Dan Stansberry. This boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.